everybody. Welcome to Yeah, But Still. Ooh-wee. With us today, honestly, one of our most important guests, one of the first guests of this podcast. The and first guest. The first guest. In hindsight, that's actually really funny that this is our first guest, but Ezra Koenig, back in the pod. <laughs> it was like... This is, the, this is the fourth annual Ezra Koenig December to Remember event. Yeah. Come on, yeah, every, every December since 2017. It's always been December. I mean, I'm already. It's amazing. This is my fourth time on the show. Well, you're. You've got. You've got core hair. You've got full on core hair. Yeah, I do have long hair now. It's. I'm not. I literally haven't had a haircut in nine months, so it probably needs something. I mean, it looks same good. You have it. I can't. I can't do that. I, w- I wasn't sure what would happen, but yeah, I think in the past month it just like crossed the point where now when people see me, they're just like, damn. Well, we Damn, we talked <laughs> we talked in the in the past about uh like how people on Tumblr said that you looked like human Shrek, like in oh, the pa- right. like yeah, who yeah. is he is like attractive, so it's like not you know like he not human Shrek in a bad way, like you know when Shrek becomes a hot guy, people online <laughs> have been like, oh Ezra looks like Shrek when he became a hot <laughs> hot guy. Human. Yeah, I took no. I took no. But now you kind of got Lord Farquaad hair. Well, bring it back a, li- a little more. Yeah. How different was their hair in the? I, I need to see Shrek as a human. Human Shrek. Yeah, we. Oh, yeah, we talked about this. You know, it's. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh my god. Yeah, human Shrek just looks like a. He looks like a normal dude. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the eyebrows. But yeah, that's a good that's a good yeah, comparison. Now, the Lord Farquaad or whatever. I'm not entirely is. sure what to do with it. I, I, it is at the length where I could like put it behind my ears. It's a little more normal, but that looks good. It's out of control. It's out of control in the back. It's like a little mullety. I don't know. Yeah, I so right before this, we were talking about the uh, the the pitchfork list. <laughs> if that. Oh, you guys were talking about that. Well, I, you and I, you and I were. I was just making a joke about like some random song that you're. T- I haven't actually seen it. Oh, you haven't seen it? <laughs> no. What's the on the the real list? Well, the number one Pitchfork said the number one song of the year is is WAP. Oh. Which I feel like is very uh very uh very Pitchfork. It just feels like there's no, <laughs> like I mean we talked about Pitchfork the first time you came on, right? Oh, we did. Really. Well, yes, we because we've talked about how Pitchfork has kind of just become it. It went full Poptimist, right? <laughs> and there's no, I don't know where people find. We've we talked about this last week, Jack. Like, I don't know where people find. Oh, I don't know either. No, that's new that's music. a very good point. I mean, I think that I don't know where people a, find new music now. I don't either. I have and, no clue because like Spotify. The recommendation system is really, really bad. Uh, Pitchfork, pretty much all the publications that I can think of. I mean, there's like Anthony Fantano and stuff, but other than that, that maybe just word of mouth. Where do you go? But isn't Fantano kind of in that zone still a little? Pitchfork? No, just in that like Poptimist zone. I guess kind of. Like I, I don't know where people go because, and I, I say this as somebody that I think wet. Wet ass pussy is a good song, but I don't think it's like. Yeah, I th- I think it's a good song too, and I even I recently was thinking about how much it's grown on me because I-, I thought it was good when I first heard it, but yeah, was it like the song of the year? I don't know. But then at some point, the phrase "certified freak" just kind of popped back into my head. It actually took me a minute to realize that's where it came from. But suddenly, just somebody would tell me about some freaky shit, and I would just be like, well, "He's a certified freak." <laughs> and then I, and I just kept wanting to say that all the time. Anytime people would talk about f- like freaky shit, that I'd just be like, "Well, it sounds like a certified freak," or "Damn, you're a certified freak." And then I, I was like, I really just thought about that phrase, "certified freak," is so funny because it, it makes you think about like, you know, like there's some like uh, there's an agency, an a bureau. Or- there's a, there's like a, a bureau, like a, like a bureau. You have to go in and get certified, like USDA beef. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's that's not real freaky shit. And actually, when you think about it, we do live in a culture. Where there's so much like fake freaky shit. Oh yeah, People, oh you know, so much of it. 
And so it is actually kind of tight when you when you do come across a certified freak, whether it's, you know, sexually or anything else. And anyway, I, I just the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to use that phrase certified freak and and actually took me a minute where I was just like, where does certified freak come from? And then it dawned on me, certified freak seven days a week. And I was like, OK, that's that song is the song of the year. You know, like it, a song like that sneaks up on you in a way. Yeah, I think to um. I will say this: Certified Freak probably appeared before that song, so there might it might have mm-hmm. been a brainworm before. I I right and put on the spot right now. I can't think of it, but I'm. God, I feel like this isn't like a sort of. But you do you think? I mean, that's like the first time in pop culture. It's probably the probably. first number one hit, maybe. No, I'm sure. I'm sure you're right, Jack. I'm sure many people. I mean, said it, in the same freak. way that like, I would say it's the same way that like. Borat isn't the first character to, to he's not the first person to say something is very nice. Sure, but I think I think in another I mean, well, audience but very audience nice. will we let me know. That to, we credit that to Borat. Okay. I think before Borat people said nice and people might say that's that's very good. I don't I don't think I don't think you're right, Brandon. I'm no, just, I disagree. I think at many points people would say that something was and not in Borat voice, they would say, Oh, that is that's very nice. Well hold me me and Jack are a little bit older than you, so uh-huh. the the truth the truth is you're right. No, the words both existed. If your point is you're that gonna, the word you're very gonna and- choose this to sun me. <laughs> if your if your point is that both words existed you're right. Um, but and also, I think it's possible that they could have existed in a larger sentence, like somebody might have come over to somebody's house and say, oh, that that's a very nice uh, refri- refrigerator. But, to, oh, still but- to, to take it out and just make it its own phrase. Very. I don't think anybody ever just said very nice. Like at no point do you think somebody somebody uh, invites a guest over and they're like, hey, have you uh, seen my new refrigerator they bring you to the kitchen they're like oh look at this it's my new refrigerator this is this is in 1998 you know this is years before yeah uh-huh. Borat hit the silver yeah. screen and mm-hmm. they bring you into their kitchen and yeah. they say look at my brand new refrigerator and that that guest you don't think a guest might be like oh very nice look, I, i'm not gonna I'm not going to die on this hill and say that nobody I ever will, I will phrase, die on this but hill. But I, I will say, as somebody who's been on this planet a little bit longer than you, um, mm. I, I will say that when I envision that scenario, I could see the person saying, that's nice, that's a very nice fridge, nice fridge, very cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't really see it, but, but uh, point taken. Um, I swear, I'm, but, I'm yeah, sorry, par- I'm just still distracted trying to find where... <laughs> Where certified freak Where was said before. I was freak. still on like rapgenius.com trying to look up lyrics. <laughs> it's like a brainworm that I can't get rid of now, you know? I was like, I swear, and I swear it's in another song, but I don't know. Certified certified It's freak. a big one too. Also, it's a big one. Certified freak seven days a week is <laughs> honestly it's I think that's what happens with those songs. It's like you hear it the first time, you watch the video, and and you're thinking about like the chorus, especially because that chorus was like, you know, supposedly scandalous. Hearing about wet ass pussy, but then it's then you realize I'm gonna that actually all this. certified freak certified freak is more interesting than wet ass <laughs> pussy. Well, yeah, because I mean, in my in my opinion, we barely even got into what this bureau would look like. It would it be government sponsored? <laughs> would it be an outside body of some kind? Um, what kind of bias? You know, Joe Biden would have to be appointing somebody <laughs> as head of this department, I assume. So. It could it, be two chains, so by the way. I think two chains would be good because he he campaigned for Do- Joe Biden. I feel like. Oh yeah. Did you see that video of? Well, me and Brandon watched it on the podcast where he <laughs> was he singing said, "Who Did." <laughs> oh, two, oh, two chains. Yeah. Great, great video. Yeah. That was tight. They should give him a cabinet oh, that position. Was, that was the same. I think that was like the same week as the the Wayne endorsement. Right? Yeah. That was the rapper week. They're all trying to get rapper endorsements. Well, mostly Donald Trump. Oh yeah. Mostly Donald Trump because he had Little Pimp. Uh, and he had two chains. <laughs> oh yeah, little pimp. <laughs> Dude, time oh, moves. Good God, things are so slow now, yet it moves so fast. Like, dude, remember when Donald Trump got COVID? That was like the funniest thing that ever happened this year. <laughs> and then one day later, it didn't matter. 
And then the election feels like it years ago too. Everything moves for as as boring as everything is. It really does yeah, move fast. The the yeah. the the acceleration. Well, I I got a question for you guys. Just because two different people mentioned this to me today, do you feel like there's a a deeper malaise now than any time in the previous year? Uh oh, right now. Oh, versus any time in the previous year, I yeah. would. I would disagree. Okay, you feel like things are no. Things I are think moving again. I would say peak malaise was like April, May. Mm. Yeah, that was pretty rough. April, May, and then like right before the election. See, to me, maybe malaise isn't the right word, but I feel like in April and May there was still so much of this like conversation about like, whoa, this is so crazy, the new normal. What's even happening out there? What are fun ways that you could still like do your thing during quarantine? I feel like that was it was difficult, but it still felt like part two of like the early days. Well, people thought I think it was going to get burned off by the summer too. Remember? Yeah, there was a, there was some. Oh, there was of also hope. hope, right? And I think before Donald Trump lost the election, there was a lot of energy. It was something that people to focus on and dwell on and get excited about. And there's obviously big excitement when he lost. I just feel like there's something from COVID to the election felt like some semi-linear and kind of like busy, like a lot of information to take in. And now there's, to me, there's some sort of combination of post-election, COVID still here, that for me, and, and just knowing that we're like not really out of it creates a slight sense of like, just something a little deeper and darker. Oh, I could than- tell you. I mean, I, I feel terrible. Yeah. To answer your question, this sucks. <laughs> but I will. I'll, I'll answer that and raise you on what. What have you been doing in general this whole time? Like, you know, how have you been entertaining yourself personally? Because I haven't talked to you. I mean, Brandon talked to you once. I haven't talked to you at all. Right. I saw Brandon once. Said we said six feet. Sat apart. like six feet apart. Mask, mask on. Which like I. Yeah. Backyard. Very safe. Yeah, I'm not I've, fucking I've, around. Yeah, do you you haven't you haven't done any indoor hangs? No, I mean I have like a couple people that I mean Do you think he was gonna answer yes? <laughs> um even if he was. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, on ra- right. Yeah, I forgot pu- that this is Well it's annoying I, to keep closing the restaurants. So I I gotta I have occasionally have to drive out to Arizona to, you know, really do my indoor dining <laughs> thing. Vibe out important to <laughs> Yeah, go to the Sizzler. <laughs> But, you know, I guess generally, you know, whatever, I work on music slowly. In some ways, I feel like I got a bit of a head start because we didn't tour this year. So I could, like, start working on a record a little more. I've got a pretty dialed in scenario where, like, I can go jam with a couple of the guys in, in our this studio they have where we don't even have to be in the same room. Just kind of like the oh, headphones and see the other two glass. So that's easy. Still go to the studio sometimes. So I got like a small circle. Um, but generally speaking, I've I might be reaching my breaking point soon, but I've been in my adult life, I've had just gone on tour like crazy, come home, brain dead, and like hung out. So the it's very easy for me to like pass a few months without much like purpose. Mm-hmm. No, I just, that's like the musician lifestyle. It's like you work hard, then come home and do nothing. So I didn't feel like the, the schedule is familiar to me. So it, it's been okay. But yeah, it's kind of working out music, hanging out with my family, um, going for walks. Have you picked up any quarantine hobbies? New hobbies? New behaviors? No, actually, I got this. Maybe you could help me, Jack, cause, um, because I'm real connected in the Sony Corporation. Okay. As you might know, Vampire Weekend's on Columbia Records, yeah, yeah, yeah. great label. They've been kind enough to let me slap Sony music on <laughs> all over our shit because I love the Sony logo and I love the whole history of the company. And it's, yeah. Uh, it's, if, you, if anybody doesn't know, Sony's a great Japanese company. They do everything from Vampire Weekend Records to uh, TVs and things like that. But anyway, because I'm hooked up with the company, um, they they sent me a ps5 and wow I've, so i got this ps5 and i'm like first thing i was like 
I haven't even opened it yet because I was kind of like, damn, I don't probably don't even know how to set this up. The last time I set up like a actual like video game, actually, no, I had I had uh, what was the last Nintendo one? I'm so checked the out. Switch. On. Oh yeah, I had a Switch actually. I was into the Switch, but I, I mostly just played old games on it. But now I got this PS5, and I'm like, you know what? I'm really interested to see what's going on in the gaming world. My friend told me I had to get this like truck simulator. Oh my god. <laughs> and he showed me some videos of like this truck, like just driving and like looked like in Alaska, like some ice road truckers shit, and just like vi- it would look like incredibly slow. And yeah. I was like, all right, that seems interesting. But I guess I'm maybe I'm gonna set that up today. I'll send you some racks off. for sure. Yeah, be, and like, because I, I feel like I might be bewildered if I start too crazy. I'm like deeply ch- like I don't think I could play. What what's that one that was big death Death Stranding? Oh, that's yeah. Death Stranding, you would probably like it though. That's pretty chill. Is it? Is, are there like steep learning curves with all this shit? Um, I'll, I'll set you up with some good stuff. I'll set you up with some. Good all right, stuff. please. I'll, I'll take yeah, care I, of you. I want to know the lay of the land. All right, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, give you some is, good this stuff. This is like anthropological research plus, and maybe the truck simulator. Game. I don't know if they make truck simulator for <laughs> PS5, but you know if they do, get in there because there are people who do that. They just drive a truck on their PC all day. I don't know if it's real time or not. But the, the game when my friend was showing me shit on YouTube, it almost looked like real time. Dude, there's, it was there's like this truck have like very <laughs> slowly driving through like the Alaskan wilderness, and then he had to like help give somebody like a tow. It really looked like real time. Like if you go on Steam and search simulator, there's like a lot of weird simulators that do not need to exist, and are kind of curious why people are even simulating. There's cooking simulators. And I'm like, why don't you guys just cook? I mean, I don't, I don't remember the, the last cooking simulator I remember is like Cooking Mama's Cook-Off. No, no, this is just like you're in a kitchen. DS era. You're in a kitchen and you like can make a pizza. Like that's it. It's not right. even a game. Whoa. I mean, yeah, that's, that's what that game was. But it was like on the, it was on like the DS and it was like kind of for kids, I think. Kids and I'm sure yeah. there's Wait, points. But, but Jack, th- th- I got a naive question. It's, when a game is called a simulator... Does that kind of imply that it's like it's real time and boring? <laughs> I'm not. Is that what simu- like simulator means? Like this is just like a depiction of real life. It's not about like. Yeah, it's like not necessarily implies? like winning. You know, I think that's what it implies. Right. But I don't know. Like, I haven't. There's a new flight simulator, Microsoft Flight Simulator, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know if that's real time either. But it's supposed to be pretty realistic. But I mean, are you flying? If you fly to Malaysia, is it going to take 20 hours? <laughs> are you like popping caffeine pills in your house? I mean, you can go autopilot, but. Uh, maybe maybe it's like uh, like on YouTube where you could like do it at like 2x. You probably can. 1.5x. Um, they should do a podcast simulator. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just you talking oh, to your friends. Wait, on... Actually, as I'm saying it, I'm already getting depressed. But this is probably going to be real that they're. Uh, you know, like like in that movie, Her, where like the guy had like the Siri girlfriend kind of thing. And then you realize that not, as they create the AI technology that's good enough to like be your girlfriend or boyfriend, there's going to be people who are just like, I don't want that. And like, well, what do you want? Like, what, what kind of relationship are you looking for in your life? Just be like, I wish I had what like Jack and Brandon had. And they'll be like, all right, welcome to podcast simulator. And it's like you get on like a fake Zoom and then there's just like another dude on the other side. And he's just like, you give him your name. And you're just like, what's up, man? Ready to, ready to pod? And you're just like there with your VR goggles on. You're just like, absolutely. I I'm, I thought you were about full- to go into Friend Simulator, but I realized that this is converging. Oh, I mean, that's already what this is. I know. Well, this is already, <laughs> it's converging with a theory that we've put out there before that in the future, friendships won't even exist. Everybody will just have podcasts with like, no audience. Everybody's gonna have their own podcast right. and like one person listening. And that'll be the extent of human conversation. You know? I mean, yeah, it is very Yeah, it's so fucking Yeah, that is so depressing because it is I mean, everything was already so parasocial and like isolated and whatever, but yeah, this this oh, podcast God. simula this podcast simulator does sound sick. That's you very know, you dark. You plug in you tap into the Oculus and then um, you know, you've got on the other end it's uh you know it's Mark Marin asking like who your guys are, 
you know whoa it's like mark maron being like who are your guys or you know oh that yeah no you could that's amazing you, you really can tap could it do, you can like you yeah can, you could go on all real podcasts yeah just imagine imagine that that if, if you're just like a huge podcast listener and you're lonely but you have like a that's actually a great way to kill some time like yeah if, if you had two simulators and one was like mm-hmm. one was like uh like go shopping or like go to a restaurant with a friend and another one was like go on yeah but still yeah i think a lot of people choose yeah but still you just, tap like, roll you up. tap in and i'm like hey do you have any plugs and you're like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa i'm in the plug section <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck I'm like it, it's like Grand Theft Auto vibe of like the guys moving, but it's like a podcast. <laughs> it's like, what's up, Dimitri? How's your day been? Uh, pretty good, pretty good, guys. <laughs> Have there been any AI podcasts where just like the, it is just like an AI hosts the podcast and not? Oh, not I yet. Not, That's gotta. Yeah, I like where your brain's I mean, I at, but like. like I've not even thought about, I, I don't know, not only do I not know the answer to that, I've never even considered AI podcasting uh, until Lil, you brought Lil, it up. I mean, Lil Michaela, maybe, you know. But is that yeah, but AI? That's, like, maybe that's like not AI. AI. No, but I'm saying, AI. like, maybe she does it, you know. Right. But there is, like, because um, the speech synthesis is getting really good. That'll, that might be a thing in the future before it goes full Matrix, where it might be, like, you guys feel like taking a couple weeks off. And you're just like, we're going to let the AI sim do it. <laughs> it just is like, it's like learned. It sounds just like you guys. Machine learning where it like, yeah. it predicts what we're going to say. That, that'll, that's probably, do you think the technology for that's already here? Yes. Oh, absolutely. It probably sucks Oh, it's got to be. Probably I mean, we've a got. Lot of bugs. We're at like, yeah, like almost, maybe in 10 years. We're at like almost 300 episodes. You can, you can plug that in. I mean, how how many are you guys at on Time Crisis? Like, we're we're behind you because it's it's only uh, yeah, it's like bi-weekly. bi-weekly. It's uh, we're probably we're at one thirty something. Yeah, that's enough for a fucking. You plug that in. Yeah. Yeah, you plug that into the fucking. Uh, what what would you plug that into? The the fucking I, the mainframe. I feel like we the mainframe. Maybe frame. we talked about this before, but do people still do that? the meme where it says i made a what did they say i made an ai what like oh, oh god like, oh i think that's one guy don't that get me going that. oh is that one guy maybe i don't know if i i talked about this somewhere and maybe you, it seems like something you guys would have talked about too but like i was always We've like absolutely talked about this yes what is this goofy language i made like is it you can almost read it as like some some obviously they're they're lying but also some like desperate degree of control in a world that's out of control is to be like i made and it's like i think he actually i think he said forced he might have even said forced forced. oh Oh, yeah i forced a computer to watch a thousand olive garden commercials or whatever right and this is where they came that's some real certified freak shit i forced an ai how about this like it sounds very weird it's questionable i asked i i used a technology that's much more powerful than my own brain to do something and this is the result that it gave me and and, and it's all fake anyway right oh completely fake and i mean right. it is all fake i mean my computer forced me to watch him do the same joke 400 times in a row <laughs> oh yeah he he does that a lot <laughs> yeah oh it's, it's really it really is one person i feel like this yeah i've seen multiple places no it's it's one guy he just keeps doing the same joke format he's been at it for years at this point i'm oh i'm tired of it he just got a new joke all right. Well, now now I feel bad. You just you keep forcing that AI to do what you want, sir. <laughs> you you force that AI to do to watch those commercials. It's also I, I, again I don't I don't know this one guy in particular you're talking about, but also part of why people found them funny is because it would come back all like garbled and like messy. I really do think it, it's that there's some element of it, like you guys are saying, it's like just trying to have you know act like you're not being controlled by the algorithm and then people get to laugh at it it kind of it's like when something is clearly superior you have to people like to like make fun of it kind of reminds me of i didn't know this either because i think we were probably all too young to know this but apparently there was like 
uh, kind of in like the, the 50s and 60s, maybe a bit in the 70s, the, uh, there were always jokes about how Japanese products were poorly made. So yeah. it's like by the 80s and 90s, by like our generation, the 2000s, it was just so clear that like most Japanese cars were as good, often better than American cars, Japanese TVs, Japanese, um, you know, gaming consoles were actually some of the best in the world. But it was like this kind of just like racist slash like, uh, you know, protect our jobs kind of thing. Where people just be like, look at that made in Japan junk. <laughs> and it is it like it's, it's just a joke that is so dated now. Because nobody in America thinks of Japanese products as being like inferior to like made in America stuff. In fact, right. then it became that made in China stuff was like fucked up. Whereas like now probably like half the masks people are wearing were made in China. You know, you can you can already feel like the wind going out of that balloon too. And I think it's just like, you know, you feel like just some kind of last ditch effort to like take some, take something down a peg. I mean, it's like, it's, oh, look at this shitty Japanese electronics. Look at this shitty AI. It's like, it's. I all, mean, I, I, I know which it, way the wind's blowing. How much are you being the, paid by Sony to say this stuff right now? <laughs> my question. Exa- exactly one PS Five. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. Oh wow. <laughs> Amazon guys what? like in my backyard fully. Never seen Amazon's that before. Amazon's in your backyard. The deliver the delivery. He's going back route. Backyard route. Wait, because did you leave a note? Like no. Interesting. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind. Here's the thing. But I've never seen it before. It's strange. I mean, because also at your house, the front door is so clearly. I have a very present and... front door. You know. Shady. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I don't mind. I'm not like gonna shoot him. Like Ice T. Ice T tweeted that he might shoot a UPS guy. Remember that? God. Wait, no, what? I don't. I didn't see that. I was with him on that. I mean, he was like, the tweet was something about. I mean, I'll find the tweet. He was like saying, he was making a fair point. Remember when um, they first kind of launched the one day delivery, and it's like random Amazon <laughs> delivery guys, not in uniform. It would be like some dude, like in a van, would show up and give you a like, package. Yeah, third third party. Yeah. Um, let's see if I can find the tweet. But basically, he was like saying like. Oh, wait. A message to Amazon. Now that you have regular people making your home deliveries, maybe they should wear a vest with Amazon delivery on it. I almost shot an MF creeping up on my crib last night. <laughs> just saying. And it was... <laughs> people were, like, really mad at him for saying that. But I... I mean, I don't blame him. Like, if you're iced tea, you know. And a guy's just, like, wandering into your back... Yeah, I don't I don't think it was, like, a uh, classist... Th- I don't Absolutely think it was, like, not. an anti-worker no. message. I mean... I had, I see. I see. I think is a. I mean, he's a it's, beloved Twitter figure for a reason. I like. I like. I love when he. Uh, he'll say like ice cold fact, <laughs> colon, and then it's always yep. like, don't you know, don't trust fake friends or whatever. He's, you know, he's probably the number like, two Twitter user of all time. But that's yeah. all. I think that's also a classic example of like the, the way they scapegoat somebody. So it's like Ice T. He's talking about. Yeah, again, I, I don't, I, I don't believe in you know, shooting people. But he's basically talking about something that's always going to exist, which is like people being like wary of strangers on their property, and everybody's mad at him, and probably nobody's discussing the fact like, yeah, why are all these people hired as like weird third party like temp workers? They don't get. The, <laughs> it's right. not like they don't get the uniform because they're because out of like respect. It's actually they don't get the uniform out of like disrespect because it's like yeah you don't really work for us We're yeah no put, it's like we'll, a lack we, of we owe you nothing yeah full like <laughs> no no dignity granted give him a patch like, or something a lanyard maybe at least I think would help like I mean it's no, not I, on ice this also is like not on ice tea at all like this is a full people were full like full willful misinterpretation of what ice tea was saying also it's for their protection I mean. If I was an Amazon yeah. delivery driver, I would want to know if I'm about to walk into Ice T's property unannounced. You know, right? If your job involves walking up to different people's homes and properties like 50 times a day, I would want everything possible to know that I'm like protected by the company that I work for, that I'm viewed as like official, 
that I have like all the information to do it in like the the way that our society accepts as the right way to deliver packages. Yeah, just like suddenly you're like, I don't know where the fuck I am. Just like opening up a gate. What? Like that was, I, I can't tell if this is like me getting really, really bored and there's not much happening in my life <laughs> where I'm like interested to see an Amazon delivery guy walking around my like fenced backyard. Like leaving, mm. he left a package in the middle of my lawn. Like it's not even in like a no. That's a place. Super it's weird. like mid middle that's of bizarre. the grass. Um, Wait, this, he's in the middle of your backyard. Yeah. Um, but I don't like. Okay, so it would be so funny if a bomb just went off right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> that was my last word. Be like, damn, that's weird. Um, no, but for the last couple of days, I keep having like strange little experiences that are almost like Sopranos-esque, like where it'd just be some weird thing happening in the neighborhood with Tony, like the ducks or something. But mm. like one of the things is that I've seen this, there's like this little dog running around my neighborhood for the last two days. Like, and I see it all the time. He's been like full sprinting for like hours and hours and hours and hasn't stopped. And like, nobody can figure out what this dog is, but he's no like- collar. No collar, nothing. It's a little chihuahua type dog. Kind of like I feel like you got really into like raccoons during core. Well, they come to my house, you know. <laughs> I only well, have, have you, so many visitors. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, we have some raccoons too. Have you guys seen that video of the the like full on like fucking that dude with like 20 raccoons on his porch? He he like summons them. Oh, I I mean I've seen people that like feed. I can imagine. I I I know that there's people who like feed them, you know, and get like this tons is, of I really recommend this to to both you guys and the listeners at home. There's this guy he uh he he like he brings out buckets of hot dogs. <laughs> He'll bring out a bucket of like like 5 5 pounds of hot dogs and just feed mm. them to these raccoons and like just hot dogs and grapes. That doesn't it's seem like very cost like effective. 30, 30 raccoons. Well, it's not. It's not. Where I I don't think that there. He's like. You're talking about cost effective. You know, we don't talk about being cost effective when it comes to you know love and affection. I mean, daily feed like five pounds yeah. of hot dogs per day for these raccoons. I mean, he loves these raccoons, man. These these raccoons, they're they're like. Yeah, you know, I mean, raccoons. They get kind of a bad rep but they're uh they do seem like pretty like smart animals they're, they're really smart hate, and really people sweet. hate them because of rabies are they hated i've always liked them well i guess they're not as hated as the possums oh, i yeah, saw possums, possums get no a couple love. nights ago that was pretty freaky the possums faces <laughs> they're fierce very strange you know they're but, not as cute yeah, no i feel like i just feel like raccoons people uh Maybe because they're always picking around in the garbage and because there used to be like a lot of rabies scares around them, I feel like they're considered like pests. And I guess they do fuck shit up. They're they're digging up in people's lawns and knocking the garbage over and stuff. But they're I mean, they're you know, they're cuddly, I guess. I mean like possums i I feel like have, you know, the devil in them. You know? Yeah, they they've got a more frightening look. I don't but I, I think that ferrets Worse than worse than all of them. Oh, but people actually have ferrets as pets. Right? I know, and I don't. Those I I feel like those people are not are not to be trusted. It's one of it's one of the I I can remember a few people had ferrets growing up. That was one of like the more <laughs> uncomfortable pets. Like it, they're yeah, jarring. Like gnarly, they're jarring creatures. Mm. Yeah, that's like a gnarly pet choice. A ferret. Like how many how many ferret owners do you know now? Like in your there's no ferret owners like in your circle. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, not now. You're right. Like that's that's like you meet ferret owners when you're like forced to meet a ferret owner. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I wait, like wait, actually that reminds you know that the um I think it was about ferrets. There was uh that legendary uh Giuliani radio show. When, oh when yeah, he that was, call-in show. Right when when he was mayor, he had a call-in show in New York, and there's like a famous one that you can listen to. Oops, there's a famous one that you can listen to on um, YouTube 
where he really lost his temper with this guy. Because I guess under Giuliani, they banned ferret ownership in the city. Um, and which maybe is fair. I mean, obviously. And he, he and this guy kept calling him. And I guess one time Rudy fully unloaded on him. What and I don't, yeah, what does he say? Do you want to play it? I got he's it. Really I got it ready, honestly. Let's see. Let's he's see. Like, this. He's like, you're pathetic. <laughs> oh, this he is... really gives it to oh, this dude. All right. This is Rudy Giuliani back again on the air. Now we're going to go. We're going to go to David. Mr. Giuliani, we speak uh, again. Hi, David. Uh, let me introduce myself again. David Goodhart, executive president of New York Ferrets Rights Advocacy. Uh, last week when we spoke, oh, uh, executive you president, a very <laughs> remark to me that I should get a life. That was very unprofessional of you. Here we're trying to get something seriously done without you talking over me. We're trying to get something very seriously done. David, you're on my show. I have the right to talk over you. But here's the thing. You and the fact is, last time, and, and the fact, we are and the fact, to get an David, important issue taken care of where the city is violating state law. Get, and I asked you last week if you care about the law. Yes, I do care about the law. I think so you have totally and absolutely misinterpreted the law because there's something deranged about you. No, there isn't, sir. You, the, law the, the excessive the law concern that you have clear. for ferrets is something you should examine with a therapist. Sir, understand it. Well, first <laughs> not with me. Don't go insulting me again. I'm not insulting. I'm being honest with you. Maybe nobody in your mm. life has ever been honest with you. But this excessive... I'm going to be <laughs> more sane than you. David, there is something, there is a serious, there is, David, this conversation is over, David, thank you. There is something really, really very sad about you. You need help. You need somebody to help you. This excessive concern with little weasels is a sickness. (laughs) I'm sorry, it's not a weasel, it's a ferret. I mean, yeah, but he's, that's, he's being very disparaging. It's very he's disparaging. Being re- he's being reductive, but I think that that's maybe okay, and you should continue the clip. David's right. I'm sorry. That's my opinion. You don't have to accept it. There are probably very few people that would be as honest with you about that, but you should go consult a psychologist or a psychiatrist and have him help you with this excessive concern how you are devoting your life to weasels. There are people mm. in this city mm. and in this world that need a lot of help. There's something has gone wrong with you. Your compulsion about it. I really don't like this animation either. Is the sign of something wrong in your personality. Yes. I do not mean to be insulting. I'm trying to be honest with you, and I'm trying to give you advice for your own good. You have a sickness. And I know it's hard for you to accept that because you hang on to this sickness. And it's your shield. It's your whatever. You know, you've got to go to somebody who understands this a lot better than I do. And I know you're real angry at me and you're going to attack me, but actually you're angry at yourself. And what you're, you're, mm, you're afraid yes, of what I'm raising. Yes. You know, <laughs> you need help. Yep. And please get it. Now, Brandon, I see you snapping. Are you on yes, Rudy's side? Yep. You're on Rudy's this, side here? I, this might be the one time that I'm on Rudy Giuliani's Why? side. And, you know, after What's that wrong clip, with you? I got to say, you know what? Maybe he is America's mayor, you know? Well, maybe the election was stolen. Maybe the election was stolen. I'm pretty know? sure he cut him off before he did that little speech at the end. I mean that right? That was fucked up. He th- no, that was he, fucked he up. He couldn't even Clearly engage him. Dropped the call, and then he kept saying, "You." He should have said, "All right, guys, I got rid of him. Here's what I think." But instead, he wanted to project this idea, like almost like he calmed him down. He banned no, ferrets it- in New York, and like a ferret guy calls in, pissed off. Yeah, fairly, right? I think that's pretty fair. Well, I think that they should be banned from New York. Why? Ferrets? Yeah. Nasty. Nasty. I mean, I nasty would be pretty little pissed weasels. Your, your nasty pets. little weasels. Oh, you but guys. I got I got to <laughs> say it's 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 a word that's deeply overused these days. But Rudy was gaslighting him. Absolutely. Mm. No, I mean, he was deeply textbook. he was deeply gaslighting this man cuz this man he, he was this guy would, so far hadn't said anything deranged. He, yeah. It's really an um, uh, an issue of policy. You ban <laughs> no, ferrets. I, he this did, guy he, wants to talk about how the state law said ferrets are yes. okay, and instead Rudy Giuliani says, "Oh my God, I, I, I you're just fully psychotic. I feel bad <laughs> I mean, for you." Literally gaslighting him. I yeah, mean, he did. Like, he did approach it. That guy did call, and he approached it very, very calmly, and he was like coming at it from o- a very don't talk over me, Mr. personal Giuliani. place, and. Yeah, he was he was there. He did have a gentle approach 
And I, I do agree that Rudy was, was way too rude to this man. However, <laughs> I do think that Rudy Giuliani might be, might be right about these, these weasels. I wonder if that guy's still alive, David, the executive, the executive president. <laughs> I also love that he's the executive president of the New York Ferret Association. I wonder how many like other members there are and who else has titles. I wonder if that guy's alive. And if he's... I think it's, I think the association is him and a hundred ferrets. It might be. <laughs> I think, I think that association is him and a hundred ferrets in his, in his fucking apartment. <laughs> you know what? Here's the thing though. Could be. Ferrets are really good at hunting rats. So mm. New York could mm. use, I mean, it could use ferrets because they got a rat problem. Uh, well, and you well, know, yeah, I don't, what, so they can kill off, uh, you know, the next great chef. <laughs> Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people, people talk a lot now about how Rudy Giuliani, like, oh, what happened to him? Like everybody he used to be so great. Everybody loved him. I mean, it seems no, like he was kind of no, always a piece of shit. He was always a piece no, of shit. People loved him for like six months after 9-11. Yeah. Because he like walked around and made sad faces and was just the mayor during it. You know? Right. He didn't really... Like he happened to be mayor during 9-11. They brought him on SNL. People loved it. You know, it's because it was, I don't know, everybody was, it's a fucking, what do they call it? Trauma bonding? Everybody was trauma bonded. Mm. Mm-hmm. But that's not that doesn't mean that he was ever not like I, it's it's weird for anybody to be like, oh, man, Rudy Giuliani fell off, bro. <laughs> like, I mean, he was never on. He was definitely well, he, on. He, like, he ran for president, right? He never did particularly well. Yeah. And he flopped. Yeah. It's not like people. It's not like he was crushing it. He, no. he was having a hard time translating that. uh whatever brief trauma bonding popularity he had into uh into something longer for a minute he had he undeniably had the juice and um now he's just gone now he's gone full ferret mode like he's he's ferret mode 24 7 now i mean the hair how long ago the hair dye drip feels like that was like forever ago i know two weeks ago maybe it is interesting that he he rose to prominence taking on the mafia um, when he was the uh, the DA, I mean, he was huge back then. He's had an interesting mix. He's he has had a, a fascinating life, taking on the mafia, banning ferrets. I mean, the I, I assumed Donald Trump. I assumed by when you said the mafia, you meant the New York City Ferret Association. <laughs> he took them down too. Maybe there was a connection. I wonder, are are they still banned in New York City? What if they That's got a unbanned? Great question. Blasio reversed it. Well, De Blasio, dude. huge, huge ferret, dude. Guy. Okay, New York City votes to keep the ferret ban in 2015. That's the last thing I I'm know, seeing. Oh, they tried to overturn it. Yeah, and then I'm yeah, seeing. Yeah, good. Oh man. Yeah, the people agree with me. I mean, I wouldn't uh-huh. say the people. This is the government of New York. You know, I, I think. Oh, I thought like this was something people voted on. I don't no, know. yeah. So why it should be in the people's hands? <laughs> yeah. Uh. I I mean, I'm gonna close my ferret tabs. I don't know what we got going here. All right, yeah, <laughs> enough, enough with the ferrets. Yeah, what was on your what was on your ferret tab? Your obsessive devotion to weasels. <laughs> <laughs> they actually, I you know what I I know I spent the last ten minutes or so saying they're nasty, but they're I guess they're kind of they're nasty, but they're kind of they're kind of cute. You don't get I to guess. reverse that. You know they 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 run around in those them? little the they've got those things with the ball like in the tube. That's I mean, like kind of cute, I guess. It just it, it also pretty just seems uh, it does seem arbitrary. I don't know if they're what's worse about a ferret than a dog. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You've you've come on here talking about how uh, <laughs> <laughs> talking about. <laughs> I'm surprised people didn't really like latch on to this more but you were like kind of defending the idea of eating dog meat you know it's funny i just watched uh um bong bong joon ho's first movie oh yeah um what was the first one it's called barking dogs never bite it was his first movie he directed from 2000 and actually it's great if anybody liked liked parasite this has very similar themes in a way 
Um, and it's, it's also just like very well made. Um, but it's all about dogs and there, there, it does involve some dog eating. Um, no spoilers, but that's, a, that's a great movie. It was making me think about eating dogs again. I've just always <laughs> felt, uh, I totally understand why people don't want to eat dogs. I, yeah. I think I'm, I'm sure we've you heard her here first, discussion. folks. <laughs> I, I, I was, I've just always been. I've just always found it weird when people who eat other animals get really passionate about ending, say, the Yulin Dog Meat Festival in China, which I think they successfully did. And um, what was your dog meat? What was your stance on dog meat? I know it was on our own podcast, but it's been a it's been a long year. <laughs> I barely <laughs> even no, remember. You... I know I've never been pro dog meat. I've just always <laughs> I've just always been I've just never liked the hypocrisy of people who eat cows and pigs and chickens, which we know in American factory farms are treated like dirt. Right. And then and pigs and then, are so smart. Yes. Yeah. And then getting really, it was specifically, I remember what it was. It's the, uh, it's the couple who owns, um, sir, I think in West Hollywood. Okay. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa Vanderpump. I think it's the Vanderpumps. They used to have a, like a van in West Hollywood that would play videos about the Yulin dog meat festival in China in front of their restaurant that serves pigs and cows and, and, uh, chickens. And they, and, and it was basically about like, please donate, please stop this, you know, barbaric practice in China. And, and again, I'm not, I'm not defending the Yulin dog meat festival. Yeah, didn't um, didn't Vampire Weekend headline the Yulin <laughs> Dog Meat Festival? No, I would yeah, I would have turned the, it down. Yeah, check check bands in town. It's I would have turned I would have tur- turned it down. No, I, I'm not playing the Yulin. What if dog the money festival, was right but, though? Well, maybe if the money. What if was they right. came with the no, big Chinese just, bag? How much money would that... it take for you to play, play the Yulin Dog Fe- Dog Meat Festival? Well, I guess I I, I couldn't keep a dime from that. I would have to mm. donate all the money to dogs <laughs> um, <laughs> to counterbalance it. To counterbalance it, um, but I, I just—it's really—it's just the hypocrisy. That's that's it. That—that's the only thing that bothers me sometimes. Is is and that? I, well, I and, think yeah, I, I know what you're what, saying. This is what we talked. I'll say this: the I have noticed that dog-related activism is like the the lowest tier in terms of like not offending anybody that's like a very easy cause to get on is like you're not gonna nobody's gonna object to any kind of like dog-based activism and i've I've seen that before where like in the wake of a big flood or something there will be ton way too much fundraising for like the local dogs more than the local people you know oh yeah i mean yeah oh that's that's a great point yeah because i've brought that up before I mean, I got I got a couple months ago. Uh, I I got I got asked. I think like yeah, literally last month I got asked to do some show where it was like yeah, it's a benefit for Palestinian dogs. <laughs> Palestinian <laughs> dogs. Yeah, it was like for Palestinian dogs, and I was like, I don't I. I, I, yeah, I guess. What? Even the right wingers can get behind that. Also, wait, why does it need to be Palestinian? Because the right. are the Israelis. I mean, I don't think the Israelis have a problem with the Palestinian dogs. Like, if they're, you know, if <laughs> the Israeli dogs do, if Israel's putting yeah. out these camps, you know, they're not like the stray dogs can stay. I assume, unless you know, what's also what's also fucked up about it when you make it about the dogs and why you it, you it almost implies that. Uh, well, I don't know about the thing you're doing in particular, Brandon. I don't want to be hard on it. I'm sure maybe it was no. It was place. actually, but it, it was, but it also could kind of it also could kind of imply something where it's like, like we're here to raise money for Palestinian dogs because they suffer so much at the hands of their Palestinian owners. Oh, it's almost like, it's almost like weirdly like shading the the people who live there where it's like, obviously, you know, in America, we, we take care of our dogs. It's like a weird implication. Yeah. What are you you saying about the Palestinian people? Like, yeah. And then of course, of course, why are you not raising money for the people first? There was a lot at play here where it was like, it was in, it was in the, the like abandoned zoo in Griffith Park in LA where it was like there's like an abandoned zoo where it's basically just a cave like Whoa. outdoors at, at the park it's more like ruins like, well, it's like not even like yeah a, like ruins 
it's not a location. It, it, it is literally yeah. just a location. There's nothing to see. You just get there and it's like concrete and you're like, oh. Yeah, and I was I, like, why is why is there an event right for this? I think this might have just <laughs> been a Mossad plot to execute Brandon. I know. It sounds very, very <laughs> suspicious. Do you want to talk about AI? <laughs> um, Obviously, oh, I guess it, the last thing I'll say about it, though, is, is, is you know, a good point about, yeah, why is it about the dogs more than the people? Clearly, you got to take care of both. I just think there's something about the fact that there's people who could be so up in arms about the idea of eating dogs, but every day of their life, shoveling you know cow flesh this is the only place i ever talk about this by the way it's so weird that this has come up twice <laughs> a safe space. out of my four appearances on the show but i think i think the thing about it that's the most unnerving and i'm totally also the type of person i buy the argument that a human life is more valuable than an animal's i i, I understand where PETA is coming from when they say all lives all all sentient beings are equal I, I i do have sympathy for that point of view but i do feel like as humans we, we should care about humans a little more first but but it is connected because if somebody can look a cow in the eye and say fuck you i'm going to eat you tonight and then try to cancel a chinese dog festival that person could probably do the same thing with people and we see it every every day that people could look at like people could dehumanize one person so quickly and somebody else is a whole person with thoughts and feelings and they can they care about them you know what i mean like well i could that that, inc- that inconsistency in the animal stuff you know that that's not that doesn't bode well i could i could offer a very very serious answer to this if you actually Please. do have mysteries i mean the reason we eat these animals is because we're able to feed them and grow them with vegetables not meat if you want to eat dog you'd have to feed it meat and you'd have to give it more meat than it would weigh by the time it was ready to eat oh so it'd be so a net a loss of yeah, pure business cow yeah it could graze on grass. Same with all the others. That's why we eat them. Whoa. Yeah. You don't eat, we don't eat carnivores because it would be, you'd be wasting meat. That's all it is. Mm. Otherwise we'd be eating dogs for sure. You know, we'd be munching on uh, dogs if they're, if they're vegetarians. Right. Yeah. So dogs eat meat and they're like leaner. Yeah. Oh God. It's just math. It's economics, Damn. baby. <laughs> Damn. I've looked, it's I all- mean, this is not like, I, I looked this up in the past. So, you know, this isn't a case of me being smart. This is a case of me being wondering why the same thing you are. Why don't we eat dogs? You know, I just want right. to know. The, I, I need yeah, an you, answer. All the cultural shit aside, it is just pure, pure numbers. Yeah. That's the thing. Damn. Damn. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it personally. Eat a dog. Yeah. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna i just want to pretty brave get it get in front Wait, of you it know, now you know by the way considering that the whole covid19 pandemic when it started there's a lot of talk about like uh wet markets and and maybe bat soup where did that where did they land on that was that total bullshit <laughs> was it true was it made in a lab i mean I, I don't think we know yet do we or we'll probably never know but I think the wet the wet markets are real, right? Oh yeah, the wet markets are real. Why do they call them yeah, wet markets? It, bat soup. What else? Yeah, what else? Yeah, why, are, why are they called wet markets? Wet ass market. <laughs> Took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's it? Because what's a dry market is where it's. Is it because the they're freshly slaughtered? They're like still wet. I hate that. I hate that. Sounds disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Actually, uh, they're we still wet with out. blood. Why? Are they called wet markets? <laughs> a wet market is a place selling fresh meat, fish, produce, and other perishable goods as distinguished from yeah. dry markets that sell durable goods such as fabric and electronics. Uh, I don't like wet. I just don't like the sound of wet market. It sounds very weird. Okay. Okay. This this is one one of... Uh, one possible reason is that the wet and wet market refers to the constantly wet floors due to the melting of ice used to keep food from spoiling. Okay. The, wa- the washing of meat and seafood stalls and the spraying of fresh produce that are common in wet markets. Okay. That, that, that sounds right. Sure. I've never heard it used here. Oh, I'm saying it all the time and people hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of um, food. Yeah. Well, Brandon, you wanted to talk about this, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh well, yeah. Speaking of food, there's that fucking. Uh, you saw you saw the KFC 
Lifetime movie that's happening, right? Which is like, I feel like I am falling into the trap of talking about it by talking about it. Yeah, I wasn't sure. You wanted to talk about this, but I was like, this is what they want, I think. They... You yes, should explain but it. I, I mean, we, like, we've opened the can. Because I don't like it. I, I am like, oh, I, I'm on to you. You know? I wanted to talk about it on like a... I wanted to zoom out. You know? Because... Have you... Jack, could you describe this? I barely know anything about for it. For people who ha- haven't seen this? I didn't even watch the trailer, but it, it seems that Lifetime is making some kind of like romance movie about uh starring mario lopez about the kfc as colonel Colonel sanders colonel sanders um lifetime movie and i thought it was a just like a fake thing they posted on twitter but apparently did they shoot the whole movie i don't know i think it's like a real thing that's happening and it is it it sucks really (laughs) like it is just full full on like i mean ezra you guys talk a lot about sort of like you guys have talked a lot about Wendy's Twitter on on mm-hmm. time crisis and shit and uh just this like dude I mean how would how like how would you describe this era of like fucking it's this like very like surface level self-aware well, fast food they're all branding to where go, it's like they're competing to go viral and like capture a twitter moment but it's weird because in the process they spend millions of dollars like for this maybe they shot an entire movie perhaps to go viral for like 20 minutes and at the end of the day i just don't understand if that sells any chicken like are they it's completely disconnected from the food at this point it's it's very unclear and sometimes you do hear stories of like these big companies that like slash their advertising budgets and it barely makes a difference yeah in terms of sales so that's possible, but then you know, I guess the the higher ups of these companies believe in like awareness and like staying in the game and things like that. Yeah, like if I always think like if I rent like Snickers or some shit, I'd just be like, "How much do we spend on advertising?" They'd be like five hundred million dollars a year. I'll be like, "Let's cut that to five million and uh, you know, like just pocket the rest. In, in, pocket the rest, invest it, but." I mean, advertising also, they have to, they probably, the advertising industry probably creates some of these concepts to, to use in their favor. When somebody's like, I just don't see that increasing sales, they'll, they can be like, oh man, uh, yeah, it's a little bit, it's about a little more than just sales, uh, sir. Um, we're talking about awareness. We're talking about longevity. Um, talking about clout. You know, we're talking about clout. We're talking about ROI. We're talking about, we're talking about BRI, um, BMI. You know, yeah. <laughs> we need to get those BMIs up. We got to get the sure. BMIs up. <laughs> There's something definitely interesting about the what you said about the self-awareness. Because what I always think about is, do, did you guys ever read or you know this book, No Logo, that Naomi Klein wrote in the late 90s? Oh, no, I haven't. And so I haven't Naomi Klein, she's like a, a, a well-known uh, Canadian lefty activist. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Um, like, uh, oh, sorry, I was just getting some spam call. Like, um, I remember hearing about her a lot in the context of like, you know, like being into Radiohead and like Tom York being like, no logo, that's a huge influence on OK Computer. <laughs> and then I I never actually read it at the time because I was too young or I was a little on the young side, but I read it like, I don't know, sometime in the past five years. And I was like interested in it because she wrote it in the 90s when she noticed how all of these the nature of advertising was changing into like essentially what we might call today, like lifestyle branding and how everybody, all these companies, they wanted to create experiences and spaces and how it wasn't enough just to like sell your burgers. You had to like build a world. And sometimes that involved doing collaborations with like media companies, like for there to be like a TV special, basically exactly this type of shit. And I think the, the, what's changed is that back then you could already see that, advertising and brand awareness was heading to this place where it's not enough just to like make your high quality product and advertise it. You need to like hit it from every possible angle, make movies, create characters that can like that kids will buy into, you know, it's like the happy meal shit. And I think what what used to be there, we think about how much like comedy and humor came from kind of like uh, ironic self-aware Gen Xers making fun of like, hollow marketing 
I mean, arguably that's what uh, right. Radiohead was in the first place was kind of like, like detached, cool Gen Xers who are just like, look at this bullshit world full of branding. And then even, I don't know why this popped in my head. I thought, think of like that. There's like that Kevin Smith movie that was all about like where he created like a fake fast food chain called with like the movie character. Oh, Clerk, Clerks 2? Was it Clerks it was like, 2? Cl- was it? Yeah. Clerks and Dogma. It basically. Oh, I just and, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so much just kind of like Gen X art was about yeah, being kind of like, like, look at this bullshit. They try to sell us. It's so fake. And then they were like, so those are opposing sides of like this war. And I think our generation or whatever, like the post adult swim universe, it just kind of became like eventually when the brands became self-aware and you had the same kind of like people who maybe in a different era would have like been in Radiohead or been Kevin Smith become the people who work at the advertising agencies, then it's just a wrap. Like yes. what can you what can you really say about Full it? Full on fucking like human centipede Ouroboros. Yeah. Just like fucking like shitting into your own mouth. Because it is, it's like, I mean, it's all shit that, like, stuff that, like, David Foster Wallace was writing about in, like, the 90s, but accelerated by, like, a thousand. And it is all, it is all people that are a product of that, that time. And yeah, it's, it's weird that, like, it's weird when the ads are, yeah, when when even the ads are like, (laughs) isn't, aren't ads bullshit? (laughs) Yeah, it was like full '90s ad strategy, like early '90s, is when they would just do anti-advertising. Be like, "Yeah, you probably, you probably think this is just a shoe commercial, <laughs> psych. It's not. <laughs> it's your life." And now it's it, and now it's that, but then with like timid Eric graphics and like fucking bright colors and now you know. it's just like gotten to this really weird place where you don't even know. I don't know what they're doing or why they're doing it. I mean, they made an entire movie about Colonel Sanders, I guess it's weird because it's nobody. Everybody knows what KFC is, you know, they do things to get like attention for the brand, but for national brands that I mean, international brands that everybody knows, nobody is like having a lull of thinking about KFC. We all know what KFC is, you know, Uh, it's very, it's very, very weird. And, um, or doing things where they're spending millions of dollars to go viral. I don't know. It's just, it, I mean, it really is just like a, a vicious cycle, but I don't know. I, I thought we were bringing this up to talk about, I thought we were bringing it up to talk about food or Lifetime channel, which I'm interested <laughs> in a lot more than this. Well, I don't watch Lifetime because it's for <laughs> girls. It's for girls. <laughs> I watch, I watch, uh, I, I've, I have a VHS player with, I've recorded uh, Spike TV. Like, <laughs> men. And I just have a collection of Spike TV tapes. From the early 2000s, and I just watched that. I watched Mansory. <laughs> Spike TV had some good shit on it back in the day. They really did. They had some heat. Like, I mean, um, wait, what was, there was this show that, was it called the Joe Schmo Show? Ooh, that sounds Joe Schmo Show was brilliant. Yeah, that was on Spike like TV. That was a genius amazing show. genius show. The fa- it was a fake reality show all designed to just like oh, fuck with yeah. one person who thought <laughs> yes. it was real. That and was it had show. like a great cat. The Kristen Wig was on that. Yeah, yeah. It was like all these like people went on to be really famous were just like small parts on it. Yeah. Oh my great. God. Check out, check out the Joe Schmo show. That'd be worth a rewatch. I forgot about yeah, this. A, I don't think I watched really it when it came out. It, it was really ahead of its time. Yeah. So don't you know Spike TV? It was it was it was for men. That's true. But yeah, it was for cool for cool men. But Joe Joe Schmo show was yeah. Truly, yeah, super brilliant, super brilliant show. God. I guess that's is that your plug? <laughs> yeah, that's my plug. <laughs> <laughs> Seasons one and two. Ch- check it out. Does that mean we're ending this episode? Is that are we doing on the plugs? Oh yeah, I guess we'll we we should we should close out. Yeah, I, I think we should like wrap it up. Oh, I thought I thought you were with the plug. I thought you're gonna do the smoothest exit of all time but it would have been oh yeah yeah yeah. well that that's no, my maybe, plug yeah where you just like <laughs> sneak it in and be like all right see you guys later oh Jeez. yeah and then i just sort of like you drop the off zoom, the call the zoom window doesn't disappear but i but i do yeah you fade <laughs> <laughs> um well do you have any plugs ezra any actual plugs yeah 
Um, no, I don't have any plug. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, let's see, like Va- Vampire Weekend, four albums in stores. Yep. Um, go stream that shit. Buy it on vinyl. Oh, I think uh, I think there's some new stuff in the Vampire Weekend merch store. If you're looking for some last minute Christmas gifts, um, got some new sweatshirts. Uh, but no, really, really, I, I just encourage people to go watch the the Joe Schmo show. Go watch the Joe Schmo show. I'll plug that. I, too. Hope, we, I hope we could find it. Uh, Ezra, thank you for coming on, and um, pleasure as usual. Thank you, fellas. This has been a December to remember. December to remember, as usual. I hope I can come back in December 2021. Four more years. We all survive, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's been four years. Four more years. Let's go. (laughs) All right, fellas. Good to see you. Peace.